Hello and welcome to another edition of Life with Joe. I, I'm Joe. And why Life with Joe? Because Life with Joe is rad. Just ask my... Nah, on second thought, don't, don't ask my wife or my kids. Some of my friends. And they'll probably give you bullshit answers though. But this is Life with Joe and I'm excited about today because today is National Take a Nap Day. See, God has granted me with uh, some certain skills and talents in life. Unfortunately, none of which I can monetize. I, I, I can't seem to make money off of any of them. Uh, I'm really good at Mario Kart 64. And that, that's actually going to be a whole other another podcast right there because I love Mario Kart 64 so much. But I am the best I've ever known. I got some buddies who might try to dispute that, but the record stands for itself. And that's the talent that God has given me. I am just incredible at Mario Kart 64. And I, I look back at how it happened, and I think that I really honed my skills growing up with, uh, of course, with pole position on the Atari, um, then moving into some of the Nintendo racing games. I really think F-Zero. You guys remember F-Zero for the Super Nintendo? That was... That was one of those games that uh, I just got really, really good at. And my brothers and I would have little contests. You would, instead of the race, you would just pick a course and try and get the best time on that course. It took me a little while to figure out which car. If you guys remember F Zero, there were some different different cars you can get. Each one had, you know, different uh, different way of handling or speed or acceleration, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, you fine-tuned it, you picked the right car, and you broke records. And no one could break my record. I was the best. And then that eventually led into uh, Mario Kart and then Mario Kart 64. I'm even good at, at Rainbow Road, Bowser's Castle. And I'm good at all of them. But again, I haven't, haven't seemed to find a way to monetize that. I'm also good at um, talking to people. And that, that might seem like a funny maybe not even a real skill or talent but it is there's probably some of you out there right now shaking your head thinking yeah I can't really can't really talk to people I can talk to just about anybody I can talk to a complete narcissist who only wants to talk about himself and I could talk to a wall you know or somebody who has the personality of a wall it doesn't matter um, I'm gonna be able to <laughs> oh man I'm gonna be able to cough in your face is what it is but again, that's one I haven't been able to monetize yet. People don't want to pay me to talk to them for some reason. Maybe because I'm offering my services for free. I don't know. But uh, I, I have, you know what, that's not entirely true about talking to a wall. Uh, I was I was at my son's, I was at a party one time with my son. It was back when he was in grade school. And it was this Halloween party. And uh, these people went all out, really nice people. But it was one of those parties where they were, the kids were doing a lot of things. And so they wanted the parents, at least one parent, to stay there through the duration of the party to help out with the different activities. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Again, I like talking to people. Not a problem. Well, what's weird is that, especially weird for Southern Louisiana, the party was a dry party. And I'm not talking about the kids not, not drinking. Kids just want sodas anyways. You know, I do, do not condone underage drinking, especially fifth and sixth grade. But uh, 
I've I've grown up with the impression where if you are going to host a party, even a kid's party, even a kid's birthday party, and there's going to be adults there, at least offer adult beverages, right? But they didn't. Okay, whatever. That's their prerogative. Probably didn't want to pay for it. And they also lived out in the boonies. So they probably didn't want people um, getting crazy drunk and driving home, which leads me to this. So I'm talking to this guy who had the personality of my flip-flop. Maybe even maybe even worse than that. And this is like a three-hour party. We're, we're, we're about two hours into it. And I'm starting to run out of things to talk about because it was just all one-sided. And uh, eventually, I, I'm like, hey, just kind of joking. I said, hey, you know, this... Uh, party would be a lot better if there were some adult beverages, huh? And the guy said, no, I have to drive my kid home. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right, pal. I'm not talking about getting blind drunk, man. I'm talking about enjoying a beer. You need to have a beer or two to loosen up a little bit and uh, maybe answer questions or or conversations in more than two or three words. So uh, so anyways, yeah, that's, uh, that's another skill I have. But getting back to National Nap Day. A nap is truly a skill or a talent. And I think, honestly, I think you're blessed by God, you know, or Allah or Buddha or whatever you're into, Ganesh, that uh, I don't think everything, I don't think everyone is born with a talent for napping. I mean, I look at my kids, for instance, right? I got five kids. And, uh, some of my kids napped. I'd put them down. They'd take a nap. It was awesome. That was like time for either myself or my wife, whoever was home, to get things done or even just relax. You know, your kid's taking a nap. They're not asking a million questions, hanging out right next to you. Well, some of my kids were better at naps. Some weren't. My youngest right now it's terrible at taking naps. I don't think he's taken a nap in a year. Not, not a voluntary I'm going to put you down at this time and you're going to take a nap now. And it has really, really hindered my uh, my ability to, to get work done at home. Even just like work at home, for instance, dishes or laundry or yard work. You know, that hour or two that he would take a nap when he was little was super important. But it's gone. I think some of my kids have the skills to take a nap and others don't. I... I've been blessed by God. I have a skill for taking naps. I absolutely love them. Now, now I don't remember when I was a kid if, if I loved taking naps as a kid. Probably not. But as an adult, I love it. And I think most adults do love naps. I don't think anyone's going to argue with me there. But my point is, is that anytime, anywhere, I could close my eyes and take a nap. I used to work, uh, I used to work at a heavy equipment dealership in Southern California. In fact, I worked at two different ones. And uh, that's really where I kind of honed my skills, my nap-taking skills in. I would just do my work and uh, just eat at my desk, right, as I'm doing my work. And, and you know, don't get, me, don't get me wrong. My work probably suffered a little bit because I was eating while I was working. But I was working, too. It's not like I took two lunches. So when my lunch break came, I was already fed, I was already satiated, and I could just concentrate on taking that nap. And that's what I did. For a long time, you know, in the winter months, I would just uh, go to my car, put the seat back, close my eyes, and fall asleep. Summer months, it started getting a little hotter. 
I'd actually uh, drive to the the shade of a tree nearby, and um, same thing. Put my seat back. You set the alarm on your phone, and you take a nap. If I, if I had to, if it was really hot, because it was Southern California, I would leave my car running and, and leave the AC on. But uh, the point is, is that I had, you know, a designated amount of time, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it was, and uh, I would go, close my eyes, fall asleep, just like that. When my alarm go off, I'd get, get up, get back in the office, keep going to work. I had a uh, I had a bit of a midlife crisis in my what was it probably late twenties and uh, which I, I I died when I was forty so I guess I was like a midlife crisis but that whole dying thing that's a whole nother podcast can't wait to tell you about that one it's a, it's a good one so uh, so I had a midlife crisis in my late twenties I was working at this uh, dealership and I I sold my Honda Civic that was already paid off. It was a two-door Honda Civic Sport, stick shift, sunroof, black, beautiful. Loved, loved that car. Treated me really well. And I sold it to get a motorcycle. And not a crotch rocket, but not a Harley either. I, I, I got to have that Harley money. So it was, a, it was a Honda 750, like a street cruiser. So, you know, kind of along the looks of a Harley, just not as big and burly. So, uh... I realized quickly, uh-oh, I just sold off my nap area, my, my bed for my nap. So one day, I'm uh, looking at this because I was starting to really, really miss my naps on my lunch break. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to, it was a beautiful day I'm going to try and sleep on my motorcycle. So I went out there in the parking lot and I kicked my feet up on top of the handlebars, if you can imagine this. So my... My calves are kind of resting on the handlebars. My feet are dangling over the front wheel. And I leaned back so that my back and my head were on the, the gas tank and then the seats. Kind of like if you can imagine Snoopy on top of his doghouse. That was me on top of my motorcycle. And guess what? It worked. Fell asleep. See, I don't like to brag about myself. I love to talk about myself, but I don't like to brag about myself. But I'm telling you right now, that is a skill that is napping skills and uh, I really I hit the jackpot when I eventually at one of my jobs uh, I became a manager and I got my own office with a door and everything man and just two small windows on either side of the door so it was really a, a small cramped little office and uh, that was the best at nap time because now instead of having to perch on my motorcycle because maybe it's raining outside or maybe it's a super hot day. Now what I would do is I would close my door, turn my light off, lay down behind my desk. Lights out, people. Lights out. I would be asleep so freaking quick. It was uh, it was a thing of beauty. I loved it. And it did not bother me that my office wasn't carpeted and that it was super old and dirty and uh, and, and just tile floors. Because, again... The napping was a skill. You know what's weird about napping is that I, I saw this article a while back or I heard it on the radio or something. I don't know. I don't know where I heard it. You, you don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, my point is is that this guy, the scientist, some sort of scientist, decided that the, the best length for a nap is 20 minutes. I don't know how you determine that. 
And I honestly don't know how you sleep for 20 minutes. Like, how, how, do, how do you time that? Unless you know for a fact that you are going to close your eyes and fall asleep that instant. Uh, how do you time 20 minutes, man? You know, I'm the type of guy, like, I love my naps so much. So I want to nap every every minute of that time that I have, right? So if it's my lunch break and I have an hour, I want to nap for almost that entire 60 minutes, less the time it takes me to get to my car or wherever I'm going to take my nap and get back, of course. So 20 minutes, if I woke up after 20 minutes, I'd be like, F this S and go back to sleep. I don't, I don't get it. And then like, let's say you're just trying to nap for 20 minutes. That's your goal, right? Because like, you're one of those people who you're like, oh, they say 20 is the best. So I'm going to do 20. You know, I'm not going to eat any gluten. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm on the uh, water, lime juice and cayenne pepper diet because they say that's the best. And I'm going to do 20 naps. <laughs> Anyways, what if you're one of those people? How do you time that 20 minutes? And don't you think like you say to yourself, all right, normally it it takes me five minutes to once I close my eyes to actually fall asleep. So I'll set my alarm then for 25 minutes from now. Use that five minutes. Then boom, I fall asleep. 20 minutes later, I I wake up. But don't you think like I'm not even a stressful person. But if I I, I knew I got five minutes to fall asleep and I got that 20 minutes of sleep then I'm going to take. I'm going to be stressing out that five minutes. I'm not going to be able to fall asleep. I'm going to be thinking, uh-oh, it really feels like like I'm, I'm going on too long here. It feels like it's getting three. We're on the three minutes. We're probably almost to four. What if I go past my five? I'm not going to be able to nap. I already set my alarm. Cause come on, guys. You can't set your alarm once you're asleep. Hey, Siri, set my alarm from when I'm sleeping 20 minutes after I fall asleep. She doesn't know how to do that. Come on, guys. I mean, I know it's 2019, but still... Although that would be a sweet app, right? You're like, I invented this app that starts a timer the moment you fall asleep. How does it know when I'm asleep? It knows. <laughs> oh, your phone knows everything. Yeah, well, to the best of my knowledge, that app does not exist yet. So it's it's National Nap Day. I recommend to all of you guys going and take a nap today. Not Not during my podcast. Maybe pause it. Hopefully I'm not putting you guys to sleep. I'll tell you. When, when I look at my, my life and my naps I've taken and my skills, my wife, she's a good example of someone who does not have that skill of taking a nap. And my wife actually, and she'll tell you this, she gets resentful of me and the naps that I get to take or the, uh, the times I take naps uh, because she can't do it. For my wife to take a nap, the time has to be right, the mood has to be right, the lighting has to be right, and we got five kids. So can you imagine the noise level in our house? So it's never quiet enough for her to take a nap. Or like a second she falls asleep, that's when one of the kids will be like, mommy, 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 mom, 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 mommy. You know? And then she's up. And then she can't fall back to sleep. Me, on the other hand, I'm really good at ignoring my kids. And if you do wake me up, I'm going to tell you to get out of here. And I'm going to be lights out again. 30 seconds later, like it never happened. Doesn't bother me that much. Again, it's a skill. So find yourself a quiet little place. Set, uh, did I say pace? Find yourself a quiet little place. Turn the lights down low. Maybe put on some white noise on your phone. Set your alarm in case uh, you have to get up at a certain time and take that nap. 
You know what I love to do at home and I, and I, and I don't get to do it that often? Naps where my white noise is a Ken Burns documentary. And Ken Burns, if you're listening, and I hope you are, this is not an insult to you. Here's my reasoning for this. I put on one, like, for instance, uh, the, the Civil War. The Civil War is a great documentary, Ken Burns documentary to fall, fall asleep to. And here's why. The subject, of course, is fascinating. I love the subject. Ken Burns is my favorite documentarian. So this is all compliments to him. But this is why I do it. Because it is a subject that I know a lot about. Not everything, though, but enough to where I don't necessarily have to pay attention to every single word or hang on to everything he's saying. And it's not, like, all new and fascinating. And I've also seen it dozens and dozens of times. But what's great about the Civil War and the Ken Burns documentary is that since there were no cameras capturing the live action, and I mean video cameras, not still cameras, capturing live actions and interviews during the war like there is today or like a you know his documentary on Vietnam you don't really need to see anything what you see is pictures with a narrative over it and speaking of that narrative so you so you could close your eyes and listen to it and you can kind of what that helps me do is is kind of focus on just kind of what's being said and not really about any stresses or problems that I have or things I need to do it kind of focuses your mind on what's being said. And then you start drifting into that dream state, you know, where you're kind of still awake, but you're kind of also dreaming and, and you know you're almost asleep. Oh, I love that state. But uh, what the Civil War also has, and a few different Ken Burns documentaries had, is a guy by the name of Shelby Foote. And if you have never heard of Shelby Foote, Shelby Foote is, a, is an author. He was actually uh, very good friends with Walker Percy. And uh, Shelby Foote is a southerner, and he's got this slow southern draw, and he's got this gentle way of talking. I told my brothers once that, uh, and, and Shelby Foote is, is dead now, by the way. He died a little while ago. God rest his soul. But I, uh, I, always, I, I would tell my brothers, if I could, I would have Shelby Foote read me to bed every night. Just get a book. Doesn't even matter what it is, man. You could be reading me the ingredients off a cereal box. But if I'm listening to Shelby Foote talk in that slow southern draw, I'm telling you, it is so soothing and gentle. It's like a massage for your brain. And he just puts you to sleep. It's amazing. So, um, yeah, if you're at home, you want to take a nap, you're by a TV, you want to sleep on the couch, or you got a TV in your room, put on a Ken Burns uh, Civil War documentary. It doesn't matter which episode, what season. It's all history, so it's not no spoiler alerts or anything like that. And uh, put the volume down just loud enough to, to be able to hear and understand it. Close your eyes. I'm telling you, your world will never be the same. So you are welcome. Although I don't think that would work for my wife. She likes to fall asleep to Kardashians or... Uh, you know, uh, Real Housewives, any Bravo show, really, or HGTV. Yeah, gosh, I can't fall asleep to those because I just, just listening to those people talk drives me nuts. So hopefully, I don't drive you nuts. This, uh, this has been another exciting Life with Joe podcast, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. I'm out of here. Now, if I can only figure out how to how to stop this.